Big Joe and Carl Carafel here on the JNK podcast. What's up? How's it going, guys? Uh, you may wonder why we uh, kind of uh, cut in with some Bullet Club theme uh, music. We will get to that in a little bit. Yes. We're getting a discussion of all what's going on. Before we get to that, we'll get to our usual sound clip. A little bit of a fun one here. This one is definitely wrestling oriented. This is former WWE in-ring performer Daniel Bryan and Kane... Um, well, we'll just listen and we'll figure out what this is. I'm Beat Dazzle. This is my beatboxer, Curly Kane. Hit it, Curly. When we first won the titles, it was I, but now it's we. Our friendship has grown deeper than the roots of an oak tree. But still, I'm underrated, and still, I'm undersmarted. When I hung in in the ring, it smelled like he had farted. Did he really do the deed, or was that just my upper lip? When we were in the ring, I gave his glove a sniff. He hasn't washed that thing in 15 years. It isn't that he's scary, it's his smelliness we fear. Kane is super smelly. Kane is, come on, Curly. Kane is super smelly. Ah, 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 hey, ah, ah. It's catchy. It's catchy. Ah. Kane is super smelly. A dwarf. Ah. Take that, Yoshi. Be dazzled. Curly Kane, full life. So that was a little Daniel Bryan and uh, <laughs> Kane, or Bedazzled and Curly Kane. Um, words cannot describe Bedazzled what we just listened and, and witnessed Kane. there. If you want to see the video on that, uh, just uh, look up uh, on YouTube. Curly Kane has the sickest beats. Or Daniel Bryan rapping or something along those lines, and you'll bring up that uh, gem. That was classic, and so happy we played that today. Mm-hmm. That was fun, right? So, getting before we get into uh, some WWE stuff, uh, if you're again wondering why we played the Bullet Club theme song, is because we actually got to go to watch some wrestling in person this evening before recording here, and uh, got to see the Crown Jewel Chase Owens in action in person. Yeah, we did. We got to see Chase Owens, member of the Bullet Club. We got to see some live professional wrestling tonight. And even more importantly, in my opinion, our opinion, and of wrestling fans in Sioux, their opinion, wrestling back in Sioux St. Marie, and they will be back in early January coming up uh, in 2018. So good to see some uh, wrestling back in the Sioux. Like to see it on a more regular basis. Time will tell. Something that can happen with this promotion or the promotion seeing 
the market potential, as we've talked before, of wrestling here in the Sault Ste. Marie area. Definitely. Just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory on this, the company itself is called CWE, Canadian Wrestling Elite. Mm -hmm. They are based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Today was actually day 21 of a 21-day tour that they were on. Um, They're going to be back around in January. It's going to be the same thing. They're going to be out doing a winter tour. Um, So they're going to be stopping here January 14th, I do believe it is. January 13th or 14th, one or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, We're definitely going to be there for that show as well. Absolutely. Um, We are hoping. We had a little bit of technical issues today with the uh, like GoPro type camera that we've got. Yeah. Uh, we were going to do kind of a little bit of a video blog or a vlog as it's called for you guys mm-hmm. for the JNK podcast YouTube page. Unfortunately, we weren't able to, but I guarantee you next time we will have that. We'll make it happen. And um, yeah, I know what some of you are thinking. Tonight was SummerSlam, but uh, as a true wrestling fan, dude, you can't pass up the opportunity to see this live in person. WWE uh, SummerSlam, you know, as, as cool as it is, you know, always a chance to see that. Uh, you know, the WWE Network, you, know, you can watch anytime yeah. or you can record it. When there's a chance to see the stuff in person, you have to, if you're a true fan, take the opportunity and go and see it in person. And it's because of these little companies that are out there that the big companies even really exist. Because mm-hmm. if it weren't for these independent promotions that are out there that are teaching the guys, that are, are letting them hone their craft inside of a ring, going city to city, doing yep. independent shows, we wouldn't have these guys coming up like the Bobby Roods and like the yes. um, Samoa Joes and like the Eric Youngs, right? The Bobby Fishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these guys have worked in the indies and have made their way up and come through. You know, and very cool, you know, especially for uh, for us here, uh, J&K Podcast, you know, some... Close friends involved in the uh, in the event too. We had uh, Mr. Diego Da Vinci, we had Vinny Da Vinci, and our good friend uh, Joe Chivarelli doing the announcing uh, for that. Uh, everybody did a stand up job. I really enjoyed it. You know, first time I've been to a live wrestling show, and I would say close to ten years. You know, yeah. so I, I know some of you are thinking uh, doing a wrestling podcast and. You haven't seen a live show in a while. Things just haven't aligned properly for it to, to kind of happen. So, you know, when this opportunity came up to go watch us in person here in the Sioux, could not pass it up. And just even cooler uh, with us knowing some people that are actually involved with the show. Definitely. And for myself, I know if, uh, you know, at least one other person uh, in there, I know the referee that uh, was on the 21 mm-hmm. leg tour, um, yes. Deuce, Deuce Diamond. I mean, he is, he's a great guy. He's, you know, 12 years he's been doing refing. Uh, he did an amazing job tonight after being the only referee that they had for 21 days straight. Yep. So shout out to Deuce, uh, shout out to Vinny, shout out to Diego, yes. shout out to Shiv, and a shout out as well to Danny Duggan Yes, Very... for allowing and bringing, mm-hmm. with the help yes. of Diego Da Vinci, Bringing the CWE to Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, definitely a good uh, point. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, uh, yeah, in charge of that promotion. Um, yeah, in, in uh, Deuce, like I never, I, you've had some experiences with him before, but me running to the first to the first time, very personable. That's one thing I noticed about being at the show is that uh, it felt. Uh, I won't say it felt like like a family reunion necessarily because I didn't know all that many people there, but. Uh, uh, it just it felt because uh, I think it's something that everybody's kind of genuinely interested in, and just uh, just a nice overall kind of atmosphere. 
It definitely was. And I mean, even That's meeting... That's the impression I got right away. Yeah. I mean, even meeting Chase, Chase Owens, I mean, like, we were yeah. able to talk to him like we have been best friends for years. And he was even the same with Nikita Koloff, who was actually at this show as well. Former NWA yes. and WCW uh, pro wrestler. Wonderful guy. Amazing guy. I mean, for him to, you know, he shook hands, you know, he took a photo, like everything was great. Like he was just a very nice man to talk to. And it's a big misconception. I want to, I want to kind of clear the air with that. Lots of people think, oh, you know, these pro wrestlers are just all jerks and whatever and stuff like that. To an extent, some of them can be. Can be. Some of them definitely can be. Speak for everybody. Yep. But for the majority of these people, they're, they're people just like you and I. Mm-hmm. They're out there. That's how they do their job. Instead of going a nine to five somewhere, yep. they go a six p.m. till midnight mm-hmm. doing wrestling shows. Yeah, a lot of these guys, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, more or less just kind of doing it for for the love of the business. And you know, and you, know, you can tell each of them kind of having their own kind of booth, almost kind of thing set up, and some of their merchandise and that kind of stuff. There, there was actually one spot in particular that caught my eye off right off the bat, and uh, just like wrestling tapes and DVDs. Like yeah. two tables long worth, and there, there's something in there that that really caught, actually a couple of things that really caught my eye, and unfortunately I wasn't really able to, you know, take home with me were uh, you know uh, like like a collector's DVD copy of WrestleMania three, which I want to have so bad, and then uh, there was a Sega Genesis uh, Royal Rumble game that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, caught my eye as well, and I was like, damn, I wish I, it would have been probably like eighty bucks for just the two things, but it would have been like. Some really cool collector bits for me personally, but uh, you know, uh, next time I'll maybe hopefully go in more prepared a little bit more financial wise. But just you know, it wasn't the case this time. You know, look, I was able to get a ticket to, to at least enjoy you know the the actual show part. So definitely, and I mean so, that's that's kind of where definitely no nothing. I definitely wasn't disappointed by any means. But would have liked to have maybe got some of the merch and stuff too. But understandably so. And I mean that's that's where a lot of the guys you know not necessarily that's where they make their money. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they get a portion of that. They yes, they, they do. They get a, a good portion of the merchandise sales that are done. Mm-hmm. I myself, I have wanted a Bullet Club shirt for a very long time. Now you got one. Now I have one. It's not just Bullet Club, but it actually does say the Crown Jewel on the top, and it has Chase Owens. Yep. Um. So I got myself a Chase Owens T-shirt. Now you're looking twenty five bucks was for the T-shirt, mm-hmm. which honestly is not that bad. You'd be looking 25, 30 bucks buying a shirt off of WWEshop.com. Yeah. Right. So for me to be able to get it in person, be able to get a photo of myself with Chase Owens mm-hmm. wearing this shirt yep. is priceless. Yep. And you'll uh, definitely uh, probably see that on the, uh, the Facebook page and whatnot too. So uh, make sure and check that out. Along with the, some other pictures, uh, we both caught some pretty cool uh, shots where they're uh, actually one that I'm looking at right now. Uh, you know, took a, a shot uh, actually uh, right kind of inside the ring. Uh, some cool shots that you'll be able to see on our Facebook page. So make sure and check those out. Definitely. And how do they find us on Facebook? By just searching randomly. They could. <laughs> or they could go into the uh, search and they could type in JK Podcasts. There's an S on the end of that. And Termuggle Talk uh, group on there as well. So That's right. Definitely uh, post some stuff. But I think the majority of the stuff that we tend to post now tends to be on the JK page itself but uh you'll definitely find some stuff from the termical talk page there as well so yeah sounds good so it took it kind of summing up uh i mean just uh it was you know definitely not uh a wwe show but i will say that you know compared to say like watching raw or smackdown if i had to 
put that up against, say, watching an episode of Raw or SmackDown, I, I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed it more. You, definitely. I mean, it's yeah. it's totally different atmosphere when you go to a live show. Yeah. Um, and it's even a different atmosphere going from an indie show to an actual WWE show. Yeah. Um, I've had the opportunity to be able to be at a SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I've been at a Raw House show. Yeah. I've been to an, when it was Impact Wrestling, I've been to an Impact Wrestling House show. And I've been to multiple different uh, indie shows. Each one of them honestly has their own different feel to them. Um, it's just, it's it's a totally different feeling. And it, being able to see something live like that is always so much more of a better experience than, you know, just sitting at home and watching something on TV. It's a lot more interactive. You get to hear the things that are being done. Mm-hmm. You get to not necessarily hear what's being said, but when they're screaming at the guy, you hear them. Right, so it, it it just really adds to the atmosphere and to everything. For me, definitely the the sights and sounds very much different, as opposed to seeing a television broadcast of whether it be a WWE, whether it be a Global Force, whether it be a Ring of Honor, you know, and just the uh, you know, and especially comparing against WWE, just you know, seeing guys you aren't necessarily f- familiar with, you know, minus of course you know uh, Diego and Vinny, um, seeing you know new people, it just it makes for. Uh, just more, I guess, more of that element of kind of surprise, which we all know I like. So Definitely. Right, so, yep, uh, definitely looking forward to those guys coming back in January. And yes. Hopefully, you know, that second time won't be the last time, and hopefully it turns into a norm, and maybe somebody, you know, whether it's us, whether it's somebody else kind of in this area, you know, to take the kind of ball and see, like we mentioned before, kind of beating the dead horse here, the potential in this area, is here for professional wrestling. There, there is a fan base, and people will open their eyes and look at it and, and see it for what it is and realize, hey, there is a solid fan base here for professional wrestling. There is, and hopefully this is just the beginning yes. of the now, again, untapped market mm-hmm. for professional wrestling in Sault Ste. Marie. Absolutely. Now... Speaking of some WWE, um, we'll definitely uh, be talking some uh, because uh, before SummerSlam, the NXT TakeOver show kind of happened. Yes. And some interesting stuff there. I would say 90% of it was pretty solid. Yep. The other 10%, that's so much. No, you didn't think so? Well, I'm hinting specifically. Well, not hinting. I'm pointing directly at our... NXT Women's Champion. Oh. 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 What? Yeah. What, uh, if anything nice can be said about her, uh, just, you know, the whole thing, you know, uh, the fact that WWE's pushing her so much. If, if we haven't mentioned I, I honestly forget now if we've actually mentioned it. She is the longest reigning uh, WWE, and I don't mean WWE Championship. I mean, just... A championship title holder, she has held the title longer than anybody else in the history of the company. Yes. The, the, I, I'm I'm scratching my head, wondering why so much is being put. Are, are they? Are the higher ups seeing something we're not? I I don't know. Uh, I almost feel like like I'm like like I'm, I'm like maybe we're we're not seeing what they're seeing or you know. I don't think we've lost our touch on uh, you know what goes on in the business because we're pretty accurate on calling things and predicting things. Yeah. But with her, you know, and you can kind of say the same with Roman Reigns too. That's kind of a different uh, beast there. But uh, 
Um, but with her, it just it's so puzzling to me why they're so high in her. Yeah, honestly, I, I really don't know why. Um, I, I don't know if I have very much good to say about Asuka. Um, I, honestly, I have not enjoyed Asuka from the very beginning. Um, I have never been very high on Asuka. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that there's multiple different things. For um, me, the, the Asuka character, the wrestler, it, it was just, for me, it, it feels across the board. You know, I mentioned it to before and I'll say it again. You know, the three main factors to be successful in this business of professional wrestling. To have the, the character, the the ability to speak and make yourself believable, and yep. to have that uh, in-ring uh, ability to work with uh, other wrestlers. And for me, I mean, it just, it, it's, you have to put an X for each of those categories and not a check mark. It's very mm-hmm. true, and it's, it's unfortunate to say because, like you said, I mean, the higher-ups are very, very high on Asuka and, like, what, what she does and what she brings to the table, but I'm not seeing what they're bringing to the table. And I, 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 hate, I hate to, to kind of fault, fault those higher-ups because, I mean, they're, they're good minds in the business. I mean, you have guys like, like uh, uh, Finley, you, guys, you have guys like uh, Arne Anderson and... Uh, you know, uh, Pat Patterson, these guys working behind the scenes doing uh, a lot of this stuff. Uh, William Regal, yeah. uh, you know, Triple H uh, to a certain extent. And you know, and all of those guys, you know, very good minds in the business. You know, and they apparently think she's the best thing since sliced bread. Cause, I don't uh, like sliced bread. <laughs> because, uh, but there's no other option. For <laughs> when it comes to bread that's sliced or you're not eating bread. You're eating, to- you're eating like, uh, you're eating like wraps or something. Well, I, I can grab a whole loaf and just mow down. Well, I guess if you're making home bre- homemade bread, I guess yeah, it's not sliced. But uh, <laughs> at some point, you have to slice it to eat it. Otherwise, you're just you're just hoovering a whole piece of bread. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, just it's she's just one of those ones that uh, is just an anomaly when it comes to WWE. It is, and I mean, I I honestly would love to know what they see in her and why they're so high on her mm-hmm. um maybe if i knew mm-hmm. why then i might be a little bit more inclined to you know maybe see her in a different light in a different fashion but i mean right now probably one of the biggest things that gets me and i'm, and I'm gonna throw it out there noel foley Mm, yes. Okay. We, we talked about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about this earlier. Mm. Noelle Foley. They told her when she was, you know, doing her little training and stuff like that on Holy Foley, which can be seen on the WWE Network. You can pay us WWE for that plug, by the way. We are waiting for the check <laughs> now. Continue. But they told her that she smiles too much. You're I, smiling too much. I would have to agree. But I, 100% I agree as well. But I'm seeing the exact same thing out of Asuka. Yeah. She's in the ring, and no matter what she does, no matter what happens, she could be clotheslined from hell by the by Kane or The Undertaker. She could have a clothesline from probably the person who did it the best, and we're talking JBL, mm-hmm. and she would get up right away, and that's mm-hmm. another thing, but she would get up right away, 
and smile and nod her head. You guys can't see what I'm doing, but I'm doing it right now. Uh, uh, and it just irritates me. Maybe we'll find some way to post a video on the Facebook page of you doing it. Oh. But uh, I, I, I will say that, you know, uh, maybe one better than Nia Jax, because, I mean, at, at least she makes an attempt to sell, whereas Nia Jax doesn't even bother. You know, but with 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 Asuka, it's... Uh, and then, like, after, like, a devastating move, and then, you know, ten seconds later... Up back up to her feet like like she was you know like flicked in the ear or something you know yeah and that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it she's just back up after like 10 15 seconds like nothing even yeah. happened and she's now devastating yeah like what I don't understand and the way you kind of worded it too uh, that uh, I felt was really really appropriate and very accurate that it just seems like you know and, you know at least you know in the last little while, you know, with her just getting you know, the piss beat out of her and then managing to squeeze out a win every single time. It's like... Yeah. Especially with this uh, match with Ember Moon at uh, this takeover in uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, just, like, literally just getting dissected. And, um, yeah, then that, you know, that ass bump of doom and then whatever she does for that submission move and then done. Like, uh, Ember literally threw everything but the kitchen sink at her. Yeah. You know, maybe even including the kitchen sink and then, you know, Asuka hits those two moves and it's done. You know, and that's that's the way that it always seems to be with her matches. Unfortunately, yep. that's that's the way it is. Yep. She she will be beaten down until she quote unquote can't move anymore. <laughs> hops up, mm-hmm. does her two moves of doom, yeah. and then she's won. Yep. It's it's something that that I think. I don't know if maybe it's something maybe that just doesn't work here in North America. Maybe it's something you know, she was obviously very successful in Japan, um, but it just seems like maybe that style doesn't really kind of translate. It, could it be that maybe that there's a, like a bit of a culture shock there with maybe just her character and her mannerisms and that too? Could, could that possibly be you know part of the issue? I don't think so, Tim. My name's not Tim. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think it's a, a little bit of a factor. It could be, yeah. but I, I'm not only used to watching North American professional wrestling. This is true. Yeah. I mean, I watch New Japan Pro. Mm-hmm. I I watch like all all of it. I if from over in Europe, from you know Scotland, from Ireland, from Germany, from China, from Japan. Like I watch yep. a plethora. Of different wrestling shows that I'm not accustomed to, yeah. just North American wrestling. It just it seems like her style, though, just in a way that the way that she does it doesn't fit. You're you're kind of right. The way she she is um, yep. doesn't fit for North American standards. No, but for, I don't know. For for me, from my perspective, I think that's why. We're getting this perception that it's not working. Is it just because it's just, the style is so unusual compared to every other you know, woman on the NXT roster? You know, and I think it'll be even more magnified when and if she does get over to that main roster. I, I can't I can't fully agree with that yeah. because I mean I I know like for others. Okay, I can understand if they're not happy with the translation of things coming through mm-hmm. in North America, right? Yeah. I'm used to it, and I still have an issue. Yeah. Like it's it's not that it's not that she isn't a good worker because she definitely is a good worker. I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's just the I don't 
I can't even like put my finger on it. It's, it's just tough. really it's weird. Tough. I'm used to that style of wrestling, mm-hmm. but it's it's just not working. Yeah, just maybe not properly executed as well. You know, at least from our perspective. Again, you know, like I said, it, it seems like uh, you know they seem to think that she's great, and uh, you know. And, and and honestly, you know, when you look at the fans' kind of reaction, it's I won't say that it's you know non-existent, but you know, you don't see a lot of people going you know cheering and up out of their chairs when she wins. No, you, know? you don't. I won't say that they're standing on sitting on their hands. But, you know, it's kind of somewhere in between. It just it feels kind of like it's like a eh. yeah, it's 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 a golf it's clap. Like, it's like hey, hey, she won. Good for her. That's yeah. that's really about yeah. it. It's just like the it's golf not clap. Like, yeah, it's like. Oh, we almost redlined there. Yeah, we did actually redline. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, speaking uh, of great reactions, uh, somebody did make a debut at that same event. Oh. And did oh. get a kick-ass reaction. Can, can I tell everybody who it is? Yes. It's Adam Cole, baby! Yes. Uh, yet another person uh, involved with the Bullet Club. Yes. You know, in conversation, you know, in the WWE, you know, it's um, it makes you kind of think if they're working towards something bigger picture when it comes to that. You know, you have, you know, you have AJ, you have, you know, Finn Balor, you have, uh, you know, you have Anderson and Gallows, and yep. now you have, uh, you know, Adam Cole. Yeah. So. But it's interesting because. We, right now, we've got um, Anderson and Gallows, and they are on the main roster. Mm-hmm. You've got AJ Styles and Finn Balor. They're on the main roster. But now we've got Adam Cole, baby, and he is on in NXT. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this, he was actually in the ring with two other people. Yeah. Who was who he in the ring there with, Joe? Well, the other one uh, to make note of was Mr. Bobby Fish. Yes. And the other one... Um, why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. Thank you for Yes. Me. Two guys who have worked Ring of Honor. Um, two guys who are very professional yes. in what they do. The two of them standing in the ring with Adam Cole... Mm-hmm. to close out the NXT pay-per-view. So I'm really hoping that we're going to see almost a formation of the three of them mm-hmm. and an invigoration of maybe a club, mm-hmm. not necessarily Bullet Club, but of a club mm-hmm. with these three guys in NXT and then in time transition that over Onto the main roster. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see, you know, if maybe even more people could, uh, you know, be lured over. Maybe we saw it tonight. Maybe Chase Owens, who is uh, not totally unfamiliar with WWE, did have a match uh, back in 2012, and of course the one, one of the big ones that we mentioned before, that uh, looked like it was going to be a rumor that could possibly happen because it was very similar to the AJ situation, Mr. Kenny Omega. Yes. Maybe, maybe someday, you know, maybe he could be a part of that. To make that whole transition complete, you know, and uh, getting some really good reactions, even from uh, you know Kevin Owens uh, himself here saying, "I often get asked this right from his Twitter account. Uh, often asked what my favorite moments in WWE have been: title wins, his NXT debut, beating John Cena, <laughs> and 
seeing Adam Cole's Pro debut live. Yes. So even Kevin Owens very uh, pleased to see uh, Mr. Uh, Adam Cole in the WWE. Yeah, and if anybody wants to follow Adam Cole on Twitter, it is at Adam Cole Pro. Yep. There you go. Yep. Some other pictures. Uh, there's actually one of uh, him with uh, Matt Hardy holding uh, Ronald Weech, uh Championship. And uh, Young Bucks even having a reaction with that. <laughs> OMG, I think I just saw a Ghost. And uh, Taz also uh, uh, saying something there as well. So, yeah, definitely a uh, very um, interesting, very uh, got a good pop there. You know, uh, Drew McIntyre winning the uh, title from uh, Bobby Roode, which we'll maybe we'll talk a little bit about in a moment here. And then, uh, you know, Adam Cole coming out with, uh, you know, coming out. With those two guys, and then just kind of taking them out. I mean, uh, wow. Yeah, it it definitely was a wow moment. Yep. Uh, to, 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 if people haven't seen it yet, to kind of kind of give you an idea, um, at the end of the match, we had um, Drew McIntyre. He was in the ring, and out comes uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're standing kind of in the corner when um, you've got you know the back is turned. And then through the stands, through the people, out comes Adam Cole, mm-hmm. who then gets into the ring, and then all hell ensues from there. Yeah. And like I said, you know, the uh, the thing that would have made that so cool is if they would have dropped, you know, some kind of music or something. But uh, you know, I would have gone as far as maybe playing the Bullet Club theme, you know, as cool as that would have been. But uh, um, they yeah. honestly, at that point, could have played any generic music that they wanted to. You got that extra pop. And across the screen, yeah. just show the words, Bay Bay. Yep. B-A-Y, B-A-Y. That would have made it completely awesome. Everybody would have known, yep. and the crowd would have gone even more crazy, I think, than just seeing him show up in the ring. Yep. Now, going along with that, like I had mentioned, uh, you know, Bobby Roode uh, giving up the the title to uh, Drew McIntyre. What is in the cards? What's in the future with Mr. Bobby Roode and WWE? See, at this point, we really don't know. Because um, typically, you know, I know it's not, not always 100% the case, but uh, it mainly has been the case when it comes to the NXT title, when uh, it seems to be like a, a passing the torch. You know, once uh, somebody drops the title, usually that person tends then to move on to the main roster. So, will that happen here with Mr. Bobby Roode? We'll see. Honestly, I I do hope so. Um, I think it's about time now. Mm -hmm. Now that we have Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly in NXT, those three guys alone can carry what um, Bobby Roode had carried. And those three can allow for Bobby Roode now to go to the main roster and become even more glorious than he is already. Yeah, because, I mean, he has some good matchups waiting for him on the in the main roster. And plus, you know, there's still some other, you know, people kind of weighing the wings there at NXT. You know, we have our uh, friend who we interviewed, actually our very first interview uh, on Turnbuckle Talk, Sir Chad Little, otherwise known as Gunner, yeah. uh, who is currently signed with the WWE but has not made a television appearance yet uh, no he has worked some live shows but uh, still kind of waiting to make that debut so be cool to see there you know there's still you know, some of these other ones just you know kind of biding their time it always kind of seems to uh 
before they make their their kind of appearance. It seems like they're taking their time a little bit with him, which you know has me optimistic that maybe they're you know building something bigger with him. So definitely does. Hopefully, hopefully it is. Hopefully, yep. it's something that is going to be built up and uh, done very well. Because he's somebody that you know, has had some praise from us, some other people like even uh, you know talking with Magnus, uh, we had the opportunity to you know, and even him saying that uh, you know. Put Gunner up on, kind of on a pedestal there and saying, you know, really good solid worker, good character, you know, just an all around solid guy. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, hopefully uh, he's somebody that, uh, you know, makes, you know, gets, you know, treated properly and hopes that they, they make good use of him, which is always, always the concern when you see some of these guys you really like uh, crossing over to the WWE is will they get treated properly or will they get hung out to dry? So hopefully that is not the case with any of these guys that we're mentioning. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it just seems, you know, there's like this big, you know, it, quite a few guys that, that have been really jumping ship around lately. Now, are these other promotions, you know, like Global Force, like Ring of Honor, you know, with a lot of these you know, names we've been mentioning gone now, are, the, are these other companies suffering with the loss of these guys? Or, or, you know, have they been able to kind of replenish, you know, with up-and-coming talent? I don't think that they've really been able to replenish just yet um, yeah. in time. Definitely, I'm sure that they will. But it's going to take some time, mm-hmm. you know, because um, you know, especially with Ring of Honor, you know, being a big talent pool there for WWE. I mean, as I mentioned uh, to you when we were watching uh, actually that NXT show, that uh, you know, clearly, you know, they pay attention big time. You know, to what happens with uh, Ring of Honor and in New Japan, and you know, to a bit of a lesser extent, uh, you know, what used to be TNA now Global Force, and uh, yeah, with that, um, so yeah. Interesting to see. It's a, a, kind of an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. A lot of kind of moves of talent kind of happening around right now. So it's uh, pretty cool. It is. It definitely is. And doing these different moves and these shifts and stuff like that mm-hmm. really keeps things interesting. It does. Now, well, I guess one thing that uh, we probably should uh, mention, and that we've actually, uh, I would say that we've uh, you know overlooked, it's just uh, something that we just haven't really... You know, had the time to really kind of mention. No, nope, uh, haven't yet. And it, it definitely is not insignificant news. It's in fact, it's pretty major news. Uh, you know, since doing it to Muckle Talk, uh, you know, uh, wrestling legend Ric Flair uh, has been having a tough go of things. Yes, to say the very least. So yeah, he has been um, taken to hospital, needing surgery, put into a uh, what is that called there? A um, medically induced coma. Yeah, that's it. Um, just lots of issues. Um, I think we've got something here that we can read um, yep. from Melinda Morris uh, yep. Zanoni, who is actually mm. Ric Flair's agent. Yep. Um, so I I think we'll leave this with with Big Joe, and uh, we'll let him kind of read this whole thing uh, on what Melinda has given to us on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, all right, here we go. It says, uh, out of respect for family privacy, uh, kind of weird for actually with the number four. I don't know if that was a typing mistake or if that was not on purpose, but it's Twitter. You can't have as many characters. That's right. I forgot about it. I'm not a big Twitter person. Continuing. Uh, so yeah, out of respect for family privacy, there's not been an official at Ric Flair nature boy update has led to false info. I don't know if I read that properly. Don't believe everything you read. Happy to report 
Ric Flair is awake, communicating, and progressing, but there are complications, so he needs to rest for the first time in 40 years. Uh, he did cut a promo on a nurse yesterday, so anyone that knows Ric Flair knows that's a very, very good sign. On behalf of Ric Flair, thank you for the pouring of prayers and well wishes. Uh, the man outlived a plane crash and being struck by lightning. Lightning is spelled incorrectly. He is a survivor. Grateful for all the love and respect sent at Ric Flair Nature Boy Way. That's awesome to hear. Yep. For a while, we didn't know what was going on or what was happening. Yep. Uh, but then to get the news that he is <coughs> coherent mm-hmm. and that he's cutting promos on nurses. <laughs> Classic Rick. Mm-hmm. So very, very happy to hear that. I myself, uh, as some of you know and some of you don't know, I'm a very religious person. I said my prayers for Ric Flair as well. Yep. Uh, and hopefully, you know, some of my prayers were heard and uh, kind of helped in getting Ric Flair back to where he should be. Yep, it appears as though the uh, surgery that was done was uh, obviously pretty successful. So uh looks like he will, uh, you know, it's hard to say if he'll make a full... Uh, Come back uh, to his usual self, you know, but at least, uh, you know, is uh, still alive and kicking. That's right. For now. Yep, for now. So, yes. Now, what else can we hint at? I'm trying to uh, see if there's anything that, uh, outside of WWE that's maybe worth uh, noting here, unless you have anything off the top of your head here. Um, along with Bobby Roode, it, uh, there's discussion that, you know, maybe the, the author's a pain. Uh, might make him move to the main roster too because they did drop the titles. Yes. To uh, Sanity, uh, specifically uh, Eric Young and uh, Alexander Wolf. And um, very good uh, match actually with those uh, two groups. And you know, even uh, you know, Eric Young being the professional that he is, you know, uh, going for um, you know, the first uh, title in WWE, allowing his partner to get uh, the pin for the win. You know, I think just says a lot about him as a professional. You know, letting his partner kind of you know, have that moment and be able to, you know, not be like a glory kind of hog. I thought that was a very cool thing because he very well could have. You just, oh, say, yeah. hey, no, I'm I'm the, I'm the name guy here. That pin's mine, right? So, yeah, that very very cool. You know, something subtle, maybe that you know the casual fan doesn't really pick up on, but I picked up on that. So I thought that that was pretty cool. So, you know, something worth knowing there that uh, Eric Young does now have in his possession a WWE title. Finally, it's been a while, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, definitely well deserving of that. Um, here's something that might be uh, worth talking about here. Let's see. Uh, Becky Lynch talking about uh, the state of the women's division in WWE. Yeah, that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. Uh, I don't think I can read through this whole thing because it is. Uh, I won't say it's long winded, but it is kind of long. Um, to be perfectly honest, right now it's in a bit of a uh, static period. I, I would uh, have to agree to a certain extent. Yep. You know, uh, they did do really well for a while, but I won't say that it's plateau, but it's kind of leveling off. Yeah, it is. It, it seems like, you know, you, you have some guys, you know, some guys. <laughs> I'm talking about the women's division here. Uh, th- sorry, I was thinking Nia Jackson. I was like, is that a dude? No. Um, you know, but uh, just, the, you know, hard to see why it's maybe, you know, the, I won't say that, that their popularity or, you know, their momentum is kind of waning, but it does feel like it's, they were climbing, 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 and it's, I don't know if they're running out of steam or what's kind of going on, but uh, I don't know. I, honestly, I really don't know either. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think it's just it has become kind of stagnant right now. Um, not saying that that won't change. Uh, there could always be something that comes up or something that happens that that really changes that. Um, you know, like this May Young Classic that's coming up, exactly. right? And this is going to be something that's going to, I think, really rejuvenate the fans again into wanting to see more mm-hmm. women's professional wrestling. It could, you know, lead to a bigger talent pool. Now, do you think that uh, it could maybe lead to, you know, similar to Two Hundred Five Live? Do you think that, you know, maybe the women could end up having their own show? Do you want my honest opinion? Honest opinion. Do you think it will happen, and do you think it's a good or a bad thing? Oh, please, and yes, it's a good thing. You, know, you don't see it uh, having a negative impact like with 205 Live? Because that seems to have kind of tainted your opinion on the uh, the Cruiserweights. You know, do, do you think that maybe that same thing can end up happening with the women's division? We won't know unless we try, mm-hmm. right? Um, honestly, I don't think that it will because mm-hmm. once this May Young Classic happens, people are going to be like, wow, this was amazing. I want to see more of this. Mm-hmm. So let's give them more of it then. There's not, especially on Raw, right now there's not enough time for there to be two or three different female matches. Yep. Considering you've got the main roster, you've got two 205 Live matches that happen, usually a cruiserweight segment that happens, and one women's match mm. and one women's segment. Yeah. So I think there's room for it. Let's hope. Yeah, it almost does feel kind of like they just don't have maybe enough time to to work. Yeah. Right. So I mean, that's always kind of been an issue a bit with the uh, uh, women's wrestling division and you know WWE specifically, because I mean, obviously you know the focus is on the the men. That's right. I mean, there's just no denying that. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, it's just kind of the way it is. It you is. Know, so short of you know having you know their own kind of thing, I mean, uh, I won't say that uh, you know that they're kind of the odd man out, so to speak. It just it's uh, you know the focus is on uh, the men's division because there's just more of them. That's true, right? So you know having this uh, Mayon Classic, you know, could maybe rectify that. You know, but now now you you people are going to be hearing this after SummerSlam happens yes. and I, I it's not going to be a spoiler because you guys have already seen it mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it yet then spoiler alert okay <laughs> yeah. tonight we've already seen titles change hands mm-hmm. so unfortunately but fortunately Alexa Bliss versus uh what's her name there Sasha Banks Sasha Banks yeah it's been a long day, people. It has been, yeah. Um, the title changed. Yeah. So now Sasha Banks is the new Raw Women's Champion. Now, over on the SmackDown side of things, we had a match between Naomi and Italia. <laughs> that title changed hands, too. That one changed, too. Yes. So now we've got a little bit of a, oh, wait. Oh, wow. Wow. Natalia's got the belt? Mm-hmm. Wow. Sasha's got the belt? Wow. And then maybe this will be a little bit of a kick in the ass that's needed for a little bit of a rejuvenation for the women's division again. Yep. Maybe pique some people's interest and go, oh, wonder what kind of uh, you know little feud is going to go on here now. This might be really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, actually, as we're, we're kind of recording this, only partial results coming up, so uh, we're only seeing about uh, you know seventy five percent of it uh, still the last. 
four matches, give or take, uh, not happening yet. Or they, at least not updated on the site yet. It's not updated on the site yet. I do yeah. know the results for all of them, except for the uh, four-way, which is oh. happening as we record. As we record. Yes. So going along with that, we do know that, uh, again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen us, uh, uh, pause this and then uh, listen to it at a later time. Uh, Mr. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins winning the, uh, the tag titles. So... Will my prediction come true of Mr. Roman Reigns winning the title? Now, the only thing that can throw a wrench into that whole uh, deal is that uh, a certain somebody has been spotted at uh, showing up at SummerSlam. A certain somebody was photographed on a jet plane flying to New York. Flying on a jet plane. He was flying <laughs> on a jet plane. Yep. And that, of course, is... The Undertaker. Yes. The so, dead man himself. Will he show up and ruin that moment? Time will tell. It could be an attempt to. And this could be, you know, that catalyst that draws out Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins to reform the shield. Or this could be the catalyst that brings The Undertaker out. To help Roman Reigns win the title. Wouldn't that be So that weird. he can then take the title from Roman Reigns. But Undertaker's retired. Quote, unquote. Hmm. Never was said that he was retired. This is true. He only left his gear in the ring. Yeah. Does not necessarily mean he's retired. Because no official statement has come out. That's true. But, uh, you know, he did uh, retire almost... Exactly the way that I predicted over a year ahead of it happening, by the way. Yes. I don't know if anybody else, uh, you know, uh, suggested it as a possibility. Minus the motorcycle ride up the ramp, basically did exactly the way that I called it way ahead of time. Yeah. So those of you who doubt, you know, whether I have a good mind for this business or not, go back and I don't know if there's somebody to maybe find that recording of somewhere or if you remember me talking about it, but I did predict that happening very, very similar to that. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see what will happen with that four-way match. Uh, definitely some, uh, you know, interesting factors there. You know, um, the fact of Brock losing, you know, him supposedly being done with the company. Yeah. So, you know, which is a different possibility because there is that rumor of him going back over to uh, UFC. So That's true. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Let's continue with the list. With the list? Uh, with my list? No, no, no. This list. This I, list of winners and losers. Because I have my own list. That maybe at some point, maybe on another podcast, I'll share some of it. Because I, I have comedy gold here, folks. And this result revolves around my day job and the stupidity that I see on a daily basis. But some time in the future, maybe we'll, we'll delve into this. Because this good. is my list of awesome, as it's called. Oh, it actually <laughs> does. At the top of it, it says the list of awesome. List of awesome, yeah. Nice. <laughs> But this list that we're talking about here right now mm-hmm. is the list of SummerSlam winners and losers. Yes. So we'll, we'll kind of breeze through them here. We do have about uh, 10 minutes left in the program here. So, uh, again, as I mentioned, uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeating Cesaro and Sheamus for the uh, Raw Tag Team Championships. Yep. Then uh, we have Finn Balor defeating Bray Wyatt. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Randy Orton getting the better of Rusev. And... As you had mentioned, Raw Women's Championship match, title changing hands going over to Sasha Banks. And then Big Cass defeating Big Show. While Enzo Amore was up suspended in the rafters in a shark tank. Yes. Yep. And uh, no real uh, context there for sharks, but uh, 
whatever works for you. And uh, the SmackDown Women's uh, Championship match, Natalia defeating Naomi, as we mentioned as well. Yep. Uh, Mr. John Cena, of course, defeating Baron Corbin. Yeah. That's uh, something you could set your watch to. And uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, which was a kickoff show match, by the way. Uh, the Usos defeating The New Day. Yep. And the other pre-show match, the Cruiserweight title match, happening pretty much exactly how I predicted it. Neville getting the title back from Akira Tozawa. That's right. Getting that very, very short push that he had. Yes. <laughs> so what other <laughs> matches are listed there that... Uh... Haven't happened yet. So we have the Intercontinental... Um, actually, that is not a title match. Nope. Uh, it's the six-man tag team match between the Intercontinental Champion, The Miz, and the Miz Taraj, which includes Mr. Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Uh, defeated, actually, actually, this has been updated, they defeated Jason Jordan and the Hardy Boys. That's right. So this actually you know, was updated just recently. And uh, the other matches uh, set to happen... Um, of course, uh, the Universal Championship fail for a match with the stipulation that if uh, Brock Lesnar loses, he and Paul Heyman leave the WWE. Yep. And uh, that, uh, of course, between Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Samoa Joe. Then we have the WWE Championship match between Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke Nakamura. Not sure what happened on that yet. but uh, Winner of that one. And still. Still. Your WWE wow. champion, Jinder Mahal. Slow rolled me. I did. <laughs> and uh, I think that, you know, the wise decision there, as much as I would like to see a title on Shinsuke, a little too soon. For yeah. Me. A little too soon. Then the United States Championship match with Shane McMahon as a special guest referee, uh, Mr. AJ Styles against Kevin Owens. Yes. So for this match, if you guys have seen it, um, I'm kind of reading that... Um, it seemed that the crowd took about 10 minutes to really get into uh, into this match. Really? Um, weird that that would really happen. Um, but to kind of let you guys know who the winner is, we are looking at the United States champion, AJ Styles. Still the champ. Still the champion. Right. Yeah, I think we had... Uh... Talked at some point of them, them doing like some kind of Canadian title. Definitely not something that uh, seems to be on the horizon or them even considering. So, nope. Not at the moment, anyways. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, kind of the SummerSlam kind of wrap up, minus the uh, the the main dealio there, which we'll, uh, we'll see what happens when it comes to that and whether any of those big things kind of unfold or if maybe there's a total complete surprise. Who knows? Yeah, at this point, we really don't know. I mean, because it, it, it's actually still going on as as we're we're recording right now. I'm trying to see if there's any type of update, but honestly, I'm seeing nothing for an update right now. Maybe as a, as a complete surprise, maybe a certain somebody that you're hoping that maybe can make a very sudden transition over the main roster could be making a big impact there. That's very true. Wouldn't that be something? That would be awesome. No. That would be glorious. And if you don't know who we're talking about there, well, then you're just not a fan of the show. That's right. On that note, I think is a good time to, I think, wrap it up for this week. That's right. So for all of us here, we want to make sure that you go and check out our Facebook page. And we can be found, facebook.com 
forward slash JK podcasts with an S on the end. And then we have another little site as well and a, and a, a group as well that we had before. And you can go to Facebook and search out turnbuckle talk for those. Uh, for those, the uh, little logo that you're going to see is going to be, uh, it says Turnbuckle Talk, and it looks mm-hmm. like the Bullet Club logo. Actually, that has just changed. Oh, so uh, it has changed. It has changed to, now it's the inside of the ring picture of uh, the event that we went to. Well, let's keep it up there for maybe a little bit, and then we can always change it back. But uh, Sure, not a problem. It now changed to that in-ring picture from... Uh, from this CWE show that happened tonight. So there we go. So yeah, take a look for those. Make sure that you uh, like those pages, follow those pages, and stay all up to date with everything J and K podcast. Mm. Well, to kind of end things off as we usually do, and have been for a little re- the little time here, uh, international music. Yes. At the end of these episodes here. This one might come as a surprise for you guys if you've uh, you know pay attention to our Facebook page. And if you looked at the picture of who we're talking about, it may or may not have jumped out at you, but uh, we were talking about Mr. Tom Jones, yeah. believe it or not. And um, a lot of you probably not aware that he is not from North America. He is actually from the country of Wales over in the UK. Yeah, it was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who took the idea of that Vegas crooner kind of thing and kind of flipped it on its ear and he put his own kind of little spin on it. And this is one of uh, his hit songs here. So we'll end it off here with some Tom Jones. She's a lady. Have a good one. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. Well, she always knows her place. She's got style. She's got grace. She's a winner. Please, man.